And we are back. Thank you to everyone at home for staying tuned. If you've enjoyed listening to PDX Radio Theater Live, why not come to the show and see these great performances in action? Tickets are still available for tomorrow night, Saturday, November 3rd, at Twilight Theater. And for everyone in our live audience, please take pictures, share this on Facebook, let everyone know what a great time you had tonight. Thank you all for coming. And with that applause, please welcome for our stylish and seductive second act, we bring you The Diarist. Diarist is brought to you by Philco Ranges. Philco Ranges, the greatest in electric ranges. The 1954 line of ranges have got that wide, wide dream oven. 50% wider than standard. An oven that can handle your largest meal and cook it for mere pennies. It's a deal. Of course, I'm not the one who should be doing the talking about it. You ladies will do the talking about it once you've seen it. Philco, famous for quality the world over. My name is Andrea Davies. This is my story. All of it recollected to you from my diary entries in 1955 and 1956. Dear reader, my retelling is as close to the real encounter as I can get. The truth. It all started in 1955. I'd just graduated from Catherine Gibbs Secretarial School, and I'd landed a job at the biggest advertising agency in New York City. You will love gentle pearl soap in this handy personal size, the toilet soap size. Change to regular cleansing pearl, and in one week, you'll have a lovelier look. Mr. Rock's office, may I help you? Hayes, Robin Johnson. I'll transfer you right away. Thank you for calling Hayes, Robin Johnson. Mr. Rock's office. I'll transfer you. Yes, right away. Just about done with that contract? Yes, I am done with it. I hope to never see another contract from Studebaker again. I don't blame you. Listen, I wanted to tell you what I found out yesterday. Gossip? Let me stop for a moment here, dear reader. Mr. Hayes was not an eligible bachelor. No, indeed. He was married to a lunatic. You see, that made me love him all the more. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? It sounds like I'm the lunatic, but I'm not at all. I knew he was trapped. I wanted to set him free. Mrs. Hayes is in the hospital again. Waterville State Hospital. She had an attack again last night. What kind of attack? It's a lunatic asylum. What happened to her? I can tell you she's crazy as a bat poor thing. She's a real loony. Her poor little daughter. One, lo- one little girl, right? Mr. Hayes has one child? That's right. I just don't think it's right to have children when you're so crazy. I worked until two in the morning over at their apartment. I was up reading to the little girl. She couldn't fall asleep, of course. You went home at two in the morning? No, I stayed on the couch. Don't you recognize my outfit from yesterday? Uh, No, I hadn't. 
It's just about every night these days. I'll be glad when I leave this place, never come back. Really, I feel sometimes as if I'm being taken advantage of. Yes, I would too. Is she beautiful? Who, Mrs. Hayes? Margaret Hayes? Yes. I imagine she must be with how good-looking Mr. Hayes is. He's very handsome. At one time, I suppose she was. The picture of her on his desk, she's really beautiful in that one, like a movie star. But now she's nothing like that. I wouldn't even know it if it was her. The picture, I mean, if I didn't know. What happened to her? I mean, what does she look like now? Oh, Andrea, can you imagine it? Why, she looks just like a ghost. Sometimes at night, when their housekeeper goes to sleep and the house is quiet, well, she starts... Afternoon, girls. Oh, Phooey, Stephen. Oh, why did you sneak up on us like that? Oh, you must be the new girl, Miss Davies. Why, yes, but Andrea is fine. Oh, Stephen Morris, art director. Stephen's fine. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Stephen. Well, welcome to the Shark Tank. <laughs> uh, I mean, Roth, Hayes, and Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Stephen here is the most eligible bachelor here at the firm. If I weren't already marrying a partner, well, Stephen, you're the one I'd set my sights on. Oh, is that right? Well, how do you like it so far, Andrea? It's... Shh! Here comes Mr. Hayes. Oh, let me stop here. The little matter of Mr. Richard Hayes, a partner at Roth, Hayes & Johnson. When his eyes met mine, there was... There I was, a tiny fish in the typist pool, and this big shark. They all were sharks, the executives. When his eyes met mine, and more and more often they did, I'd blush and forget what I was doing. More often than not, I'd turn scarlet red. He wouldn't look away until he was fully satisfied that I was hopelessly under the spell of his power and charm. Have I described him? Brown hair... Cary Grant looks, deep green eyes, a fedora and a trench coat. I was jealous of Lucy, his secretary, who would stand waiting for him at the elevator. To be that close to him, how oh, to touch his hat and coat, <laughs> hang it up for him. My mind would wander this way, and I almost drowned in my desire. Shh, here comes Mr. Hayes. Stephen, I'll be in in a moment. Go fix yourself a drink. I'll have a scotch, too. Yeah, you got it. Well, duty calls, ladies. Girls? Jeez, Mr. Hayes, why'd you have to go and do that? <laughs> What's that, Lucy? Hey, where's the, white, bright, where's the white bright toothpaste contract? Right there on your desk. I thought he'd leave it for you. Leave it so I could meet the girls at Al's Deli. What in the world gave you the impression that you could leave before this was finished? Well, right. Phooey, I'll wait for your signature before I go. That's more like it. Oh, uh, Mr. Hayes, this is Andrea Davies. The new girl in the typing pool. Oh, how do you do, Miss Davies? Oh, fine, thank you. Very well. I'm, I'm glad to have my position. I mean, the work is just All right. one... Oh, and Lucy, I'd like you to go to the apartment and take Margot out for some ice cream and get her a new outfit and see to Margaret. This afternoon? But, Mr. Hayes, you know I'm browsing for wedding dresses. How could you? And how would I know that, Lucy? I'm sure I mentioned it. Well... It's just drinks with the girls and, and some bridal magazines, but still, can a girl be excited? No buts. Why don't you fill in for Lucy today? Me? What did you say your name was? Me? Oh, me. Uh, Davies. I mean, Andrea. Un Andrea Davies. Well, sir. have Ellen show you the ropes and try to pull yourself together. Yes, I will. I will. But Lucy, before you go, 
I need you while I review the contract. Then drop it on your way to the apartment. Oh, brother. Hey, are you all right? You're flush. Oh, you don't look so well. Are you feeling all right? No. I mean, yes. I'm fine. Probably a bit of the cold that's going around. Oh, if it weren't for Mr. Hayes, I'd tell you to go home for the afternoon. There's a flu going around, my sister says. Lucy, now! Please hold. Hold, please. Yes, I'll transfer your call. Hey, hey, Susie Q. What's cooking with you? Your teeth look whiter than new, new, new. My teeth aren't whiter. My toothpaste is. New peppermint. Get with it, kids. You've guessed, haven't you? It didn't take long at all for Mr. Hayes to assign me to the duties of executive secretary. His executive secretary. Ellen trained me quick. I was a quick study and she seemed a pragmatic, no-nonsense girl at the time. Ellen's our office manager. Andrea. Oh, yes, Ellen. Mr. Hayes would like for you to fill in for Lucy today. Lucy? Yes, Lucy. Mr. Hayes' girl? No, I know. I know who she is. All right, then. Collect your things and I'll walk you over there. Show you the ropes. I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. You you should be. He's one of the partners and you're acting odd. Don't do that. I'm going to tell you a little something, Andrea, since you are the new girl here. You strike me as naive. But know this. We are fish surrounded by sharks. These executives, their gray or navy suits, it's a rough skin with the appearance of smooth. Instead of teeth, they give you smiles. But don't be fooled. One mistake and they'll eat you alive. Sit here at Lucy's desk. Mr. Hayes will call you on the speaker or he'll call you into his office when you need something. You'll answer his phone, Mr. Hayes' office. You take a message on this yellow tablet. He likes his messages delivered every 15 minutes unless the caller says it's urgent. Do I bring him the message if it's urgent? No, Andrea. You call him on speaker and ask him if he'd like to take the urgent call. Otherwise, you take a message just like with the others, but on the bottom right says it's urgent. Underline it and tell him personally when you give him the messages. What should I do in the meantime? What meantime? Well, like now. The phone isn't ringing. You'll be busy enough with dictations, preparing presentations, typing letters and memos. Mr. Hayes may have you run errands. You'll be busy enough. If you're not busy, then look busy. If you can't look busy, then look pretty until you get busy. Okay. All right. Oh, and Andrea. Yes? If Mrs. Hayes should call, discreetly hang up the phone. Should I connect her? What did I tell you? All right. She is very disturbed. Whatever you do, don't let Mr. Hayes know she's on the phone. All right. I won't. Good. You see, a girl's got to hide almost everything. I looked for a sympathetic ear in the doctor, in our housekeeper. I want to leave, but he says he'll find me. He'll put me away forever. Girls, here's the advice you'll get. Why should a husband pay the penalty for his wife's incompetence in homemaking or pleasing her husband? Mr. Hayes' office? May I speak with Richard Hayes, please? 
Yes, may I ask who's calling? This is Margaret Hayes exercising my right to one phone call a week. Put the damned liar on the phone. Hey, are you a new girl? Um, yes? Send over cigarettes and a bottle of scotch to Parkwood State Hospital. Now do as I say. Are you listening? Yes. No, I'm sorry, I can't. Contact a woman named, send some money, send $500, and have you access to a book? Mrs. Hayes. Cut the pages so it looks like, well, you can get that call. Lucy? Uh, no, Mr. Hayes, it's Andrea. I'm, I'm filling in for Lucy. Who was on the phone? Oh, it was a personal call. My mother's not feeling well. Oh, is it an emergency? Do you need to leave? Yes, sir. I mean, no, sir. Yes. Everything's all right. No, I don't have to leave. She has spells sometimes. Then it's not an emergency. Sir, no, it's not. Well, there's no personal calls here. I'm surprised Ellen didn't instruct you. This is an important position. Come take a dictation. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. You'll need a notepad, won't you? Oh, yes, sir. I will. I do. I... Yes, My nerves settled under the intoxication of being next to him. Then we went into his office. I swear I heard a symphony. <laughs> to be alone with Richard Hayes. It felt like a first date. We were at last alone together. All right, the dictation. The dictation? <laughs> yes. You're a funny girl. Is something wrong, Mr. Hayes? What makes you that? What makes you ask that, Miss Davies? I wasn't sure. I mean, I just haven't. I was just waiting for the dictation, is all. No, oh, we haven't formally met. <sighs> Not formally. No, I guess we haven't. Very clever, Miss Davies. I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. Naturally, that's understandable. Yes, but I'm, I'm very qualified. I want to assure you. You are, are you? Yes, sir. I graduated from Catherine Gibbs Secretarial School. Well, that's impressive. Thank you, Mr. Hayes. Lucy's leaving. She's getting married. I'm sure you've heard. Yes, I'm very happy for her. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yes, sir. I am, Mr. Hayes. Why is that, Miss Davies? I wouldn't be too happy for her. Nathan's an ogre, and Lucy's a nice girl. <laughs> it's funny. She's happy, so I'm happy for her, I guess. I'm sorry, Miss Davies. Would you like a smoke? Oh, no, thank you. How old are you, Andrea? Is Andrea all right, or would you prefer Miss Davies? I'm 24. Uh, Andrea is fine. And what are your aspirations? My aspirations? Yes. What would you like to do with your life? Well, in the near future... Tell me about the big picture. I suppose I'm not sure. I'm ambitious. I like the business world very much. My mother, well, she'd like me to get married and live the life of a socialite. And my father, well, he tried to encourage my artistic talents. He was a painter and wanted me to follow... A painter? Is that so? See those paintings on the wall over there? Those are mine. I'm a painter. Oh, wow. This one here, the off-white one, the paint looks so smooth, like a photograph. And the two red lines, they seem weightless. What does it mean? 
Well, at one time I called it gravity. Gravity. Gee, why they're... I'm impressed. They're quite good. Well, perhaps your father will accept me as a substitute for Jackson Pollock? <laughs> Working here, you mean? Yes, I think he would be impressed. Oh, thank you, Andrea. Andrea, why don't I take you to lunch? The reason I asked Ellen to have you fill in today was to see if you'd make a good replacement for Lucy. After she and Nathan marry, she won't be back. In fact, she's asked me if she could be released early so she can plan the wedding with her mother. I'd like you to be my secretary, Andrea. Oh, that would be a stroke of good luck. I I've just been wanting to move out of the typist pool. This is just wonderful. I won't disappoint you. I'm very happy, Mr. Hayes. Thank you for considering me for the position. Well, it's a lot of work, but I'm certain you're up for the challenge. Yes, I think I am. I'm completely available and willing to work hard. We can talk more over the details over lunch. How about I take you to the Lotus Room in the Grand Hotel downtown? The food is delicious. Shall I bring a pen and notepad? <laughs> you are ambitious. No, that won't be necessary. This coffee is criminal. Bill, don't toss that. You'll kill the petunias. You see? Your coffee really is criminal. Months went on this way, working together like a finely tuned machine. It seemed in no time I was able to anticipate his every need. And the feelings I had for him, I would do anything for his smile, his approval. And yes, I'll come out with it. I began to read his glances, understand the details in my hair or dress that he liked. Oh, this was the start of that burning, unspoken communication. How was I to know it was passion? Do you think they teach you that at Katie Gibbs? Why, no, they don't. Just the opposite. But there I was, black Mary Jane pumps, stockings with a seam in the back. He'd ask me to take a dictation, and I could feel his eyes inspecting me. And believe me, it was the most subtle gesture that I would have to read. Then the gifts started. They were expensive, much more than a boss should give his, his secretary. So I'd have to pretend they were from someone else, from mother or father. He'd watch as I'd make up a lie when one of the girls noticed a gold bracelet with two small sapphires and a diamond. It was our secret. Our infidelity. Andrea, have you got the storyboards? Yes, I'm sorry, I'm coming. Okay, walk me through it. The whole thing, just the way you told it to the art team. All right, shall I set up here uh, the storyboards? Yes, pretend you're me. I'll be the client. All right. <clears throat> this is only my first idea. I have backups, of course. I'm the client, remember? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Mr. Bird. <laughs> you are very clever, Andrea Davies. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. This will be a two-page spread. Three panels. Life magazine, good housekeeping. The first panel will be a lovely housewife, beautiful blonde. She's wearing an apron. We can see she's watching her soap operas on the television. Her face is one of dramatic shock over the scene on the TV in front of her. The clock reads 3.30. Cut back to the clock, 5 o'clock. And the line is... Bird's Eye Frozen Dinners for the Busy Housewife. Very good. Very, very good. Bring them here, would you? Thank you. 
I find I love this work. I can make use of my natural talent for drawing. Yes. Well, this will get me started. You are very valuable here. This is better than most of the ad executives. In your help with Mrs. Hayes tonight, are, are you sure it's no trouble dropping the boards by the apartment? Checking in on my daughter? Of course not. I'm happy to. I like helping you. That's wonderful. Andrea? Yes? I have a little something here for you. Oh, that's not... To say thank you for all your hard work. You're very valuable. Here, come here. Oh, Mr. Hayes. Richard. A necklace with a sapphire. This is lovely, but it's so expensive. I I can't accept it. You can, and you will accept it. It's to say thank you. Well, thank you. I love it. Let me put it on you. You really didn't have to, but I love it. Thank you. Mr. Hayes, I... Well, I've, I've been meaning All right, Andrea, that's enough. I'll see you tomorrow then. Yes, it was our secret. That sounds terrible. It was because no words were spoken between us. And then one night, those words were spoken. And it seems, dear reader, I ruined everything. After I finished the household errands for Mr. Hayes, I decided to bring his little girl back to my parents' house. Her mother, Mrs. Hayes, Richard's wife, she was in a terrible, crazed state, screaming and running around, scaring the child. The housekeeper was too flustered to take control. I'd taken it on myself to bring the little girl back. All right, I was playing a role. I didn't know it. Yes, I wanted to be the opposite of his wife. I wanted to be the wife he couldn't have, but I was a novice at such things. I knew nothing of infidelity. Hello? Andrea? Are you there? It's Richard. Yes, Richard, of course. I'm sorry I didn't answer right away. Are you all right? I I haven't woken you, have I? I'm here. I'm sorry, I was dozing off. I've woken you. Shall I call in the morning? No. No, of course not. How are you? Andrea, I don't, I don't know how to say thank you. I'm stunned at your compassion. I am indebted to you. This will be the first night I've slept through. You shouldn't be... You shouldn't have to deal with these domestic problems. Yeah, well, this just made me my lot in life. I want to help you. I can. It's nothing for me to add help to my duties. I know you need your time to rest before the presentation. I'll keep things running smoothly. Andrea, I I don't know if I can burden you. Why shouldn't you? You deserve a woman to take care of. It's beyond the job. I'd like to help you. I like doing things for you. Andrea. Yes? I've forgotten what it means to be cared about in this way. Honestly, Andrea, I'm being sincere. Thank you for saying so. I'm saying I have feelings beyond our work. I don't know what it means, but I wanted to tell you. For some time, I've been wanting to tell you. Richard, I wasn't raised to be that kind of girl. Don't you share these feelings? To be indiscreet. Of course, I know you don't, but, but you care for me too. Do you have feelings beyond the job? 
I can't be alone in my feelings. It's my job. It's no bother, Richard. I, I would do the same for any employer. You know that, don't you? I'm a very dedicated employee. I'm an ambitious girl, that's all. That's all? Oh, Richard, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I'm well, saying. Return Margot tomorrow. It is not your place to take my daughter home. I'm sorry. Oh, please wait. This is going too fast. You, you haven't given me a moment to respond. You've made your feelings quite clear. Let me make mine. You're my secretary. That's all. Richard, wait. I want to tell you. I'm falling in love with you. Yes, I'm drunk. Drunk. It's late. Oh, go ahead and judge me, naive office girl. Can you see this man as a brute? Do you believe a woman can be stole for her looks? For her? Watch out, Andrea. You can see all the traps all around you. Watch out. He's a gentleman on one side and a devil on the other. Can't you hear it? The way he calls my name? Listen for yourself. Margaret, open the door. You are my wife. You'll do as I say. Open the damn door now! Wouldn't this be a perfect time for a delicious, refreshing cherry cola? I awoke, devastated. I almost forgot where I was, back at mother and father's house. How could I forget? The next morning at breakfast, the interrogation, their disapproval. I tried to hide the truth, but they knew. Mother and father saw right through it and admonished me. While Richard Hayes' little girl slept soundly down the hall in my childhood bedroom. I don't understand why he doesn't have her put away somewhere for her own sake and the child. I don't know, mother. Something terrible is waiting to happen. You can't leave a woman like that. I think Richard feels conflicted. Richard? Yes, why? It seems rather informal. And why shouldn't it be? Don't get short with me, Andrea. What am I supposed to think? You have the man's child and he calls late into the evening? To check on his daughter. I shouldn't say it, but I heard you crying after the call. Well, Mother, why wouldn't you come in and see if I was all right? Andrea, I am not going to argue with you. I'm not the one wading out into impropriety. You haven't said a thing, Norman. What do you think of all of this? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) You mean you find it acceptable that your unmarried daughter is working as a secretary and now involved in this man's very volatile personal life? No, I suppose you should be more careful. Well, I should say so. Do you realize how difficult this is for me? That child shouldn't be here. I should have my grandchildren fast asleep down the hall. It shouldn't be a married man's child. Please. It doesn't matter anyway. Mr. Hayes has asked me to stay out of the domestic affairs and focus more on my work. He has me working on advertising campaigns, you know. Oh, I am in utter disbelief, Andrea. Why? Do you expect me to congratulate you? Now, Beverly, why don't you just let her be? Let her be? I have heard nothing but selfishness from that girl. 24 years old and caring for a married man's child, talking late into the night, and now she tells me she derives some perverse satisfaction 
out of taking on business responsibilities? Oh, I can't take it anymore. I'm leaving. Oh, should I ask? What? Is it an affair? Of course not. I have no problem with love and passion. One can't help that, but you know, you're not meant for this mundane life. You, you think you are, but you're not. There's no way to have both. At least not while you're here in Connecticut, uh, even in New York. It's, it's too close. For what? To find fulfillment. But I think I have. No, uh, you're too young to know. Uh, I think this man, this Richard, is, is dangerous. Your mother sees it. And the way it all stacks up, you're, you're in love with him. I wouldn't say that. Oh, you wouldn't admit it. But the one place your mother will acquiesce is to send you someplace abroad. You know, it gives her something to brag about. She's terrified of what's happening. Nothing's happening. Oh, I don't agree with her, but uh, I don't have to live her life either. Or yours, for that matter. So you want me to leave? Run away? Well, if you follow your dreams, find adventure, then you'll see. You'll, you'll be a different person. You'll be glad for it. Would you like a cigarette? Thank you. See? Here we are. Two equals, father and daughter, and, and you cannot be equal to this Richard. I don't know what you mean. Oh, just take my advice, won't you? As much as the day of our interview was a glorious Hollywood movie, no expense spared... The aftermath of my rebuff was a darkness that hung over the office. What had been excitement and electrical energy became, became stinging shockwaves. Fear. Yes, I'd learned to associate fear for Richard with desire. The crueler he became, the more efficient and dutiful I became. I took pleasure in his contempt when he'd snarl at me to fix him a drink. And there in my hand was a scotch on the rocks, just the way he liked it. Here you are, Mr. Hayes. You should know better. One ice cube. Yes, that's how I made it. Just the way you like it. And the Howard Bill's a contract? It's right here. Is there anything else? That's enough. Close your door on the way out. Yes, sir. But one or two scotches later, he'd call me on the intercom system. I'd enter his office and I'd wait. He'd examine me and neither of us would say anything at all. I wore what he liked. Pencil skirts and a cashmere crew neck in nearly the same color. Pearls. Stockings and Mary Jane pumps. Andrea, come in here now, please. Yes, what is it? Close the door. I'd like you to take a dictation. Yes, sir. Dear Al, congratulations. No, it's fantastic to hear... No. Oh, just put the damn notepad down and leave. But... Now! Why did I love a man like Richard? Yes, I said it. Love. I'd fallen in love with him. And despite his cruelty, my heart bled with sympathy for how vulnerable he had been. How much I must have hurt him. Yes, this was my punishment and penance, and I deserved it. I decided to do what any girl would do. Make him jealous. 
So right there in front of him, I took Stephen Morris up on his offer to go to dinner. He was an eligible, handsome executive, head of the art department. He had been interested in me for quite a while. Richard must have known it. So I accepted Stephen's invitation to dinner. We went to Romanov's Italian restaurant. May I be honest? If there were no such person as Richard Hayes, I would have fallen deeply, madly in love with Stephen. Yes, I would be a different girl altogether. See what you think after I tell you about our first date. You'll say it was perfect. You'll call me a fool. Tell me to stop this thing with Richard before it's too late. But you must know, or have heard of the seeds of obsession. They are weeds, and they are impossible to eradicate. Indeed, I was obsessed with Richard Hayes. Do you realize how long it took me to get the courage to ask you out on a date? No, how long? You must have known back on the Bird's Frozen Food campaign that I was fumbling and stuttering half the time. <laughs> Don't be silly. I remember our first meeting and each subsequent. You are quite composed. You know the girls are quite fond of you. Is that so? Well, there's only one girl I want fond of me. The food is delicious. I'm glad you like it. I do. I'm so flattered that you asked me out. Flattered? Why would you be? I enjoy your company so much. I mean, you're very talented. That's nice of you to say. It's not flattery. I mean, your ideas are becoming the foundation for many of the campaigns. I've missed working with you these last few months. Yes, I do too. But I'm lucky Mr. Hayes even gave me the opportunity. I mean, he's, he's needed more of the secretarial work, and I'm happy to have my position. You're different than a lot of girls. Are your parents forward-thinking? Well, no. And yes. <laughs> Quite literally. Would you believe my mother is as old-fashioned as they come, and my father is just the opposite? Well, that's probably how they produce such a remarkable young woman. I know most girls get married and that sort of thing, but there were a number of girls at Princeton like you. Like me? How so? Well, moving into more serious professions... Oh, you don't think I'm the marrying type? Too bookish? Oh, no, that's not what I meant at all. I mean, I think you're very feminine, and I just... I see ambition, I suppose. Am I wrong? Let's talk about you. Oh, all right, then. I'm an open book. <laughs> Mother's very curious about your family, so we can start there. Oh, Mother. You've told Mother about me. You must be interested. Yes, I suppose when you say it that way. No, no, I'd be happy to oblige you my personal resume... <laughs> Let's see, I went to Princeton, studied business and art. Yes, I already knew that. Well, hold on, hold on. That's just the beginning of this eligible bachelor's dossier. What else? Golf and rowing clubs. That's something for Mother to sink her teeth into. She'll be talking at the country club for days. Well, let me finish. Captain of both. Really? You don't say? Uh, you've heard of Morris Tobacco? Of course. Speaking of, uh, how about a smoke? Sure, why not? Will we be here a while? Oh, very funny, young lady. Well, you asked for my qualifications. Qualifications for what? Oh, you clever girl. <sighs> to win mother over, of course. You were saying Morris Tobacco? One of four heirs to the fortune, yours truly. No, you're making it up. 
you're an ad man. You're just trying to sell me the product. I thought the packaging lured you in. Yes, but... Really? An air? Does that sort of thing impress you? May I be honest? Yes. So I'm sorry. I was, I was playing a game. I, I hope you know I wasn't mocking your mother. I, I admire her conservative ways. It's not... No, of course. I am impressed with your lineage and all of it. I'm impressed with you, even before I knew all of that. I realized as we were talking earlier, earlier that it, it meant quite a great deal for you to compliment me on my work. Is that what's important to you? I feel like we've known each other forever. Old friends. Let's pretend we are. Tell me, is that what you want? A job in the industry, beyond secretarial? I think so. But Mother would never hear of it. Well, would it be too invasive for me to say that you should be your own girl? That it's your life, not Mother's? The climb is steep. Well, sure, but you've got talent. Of course, I want a family, too. A girl can't do both. No, but... Speaking as a man, embracing the unknown sometimes opens opportunities you might not expect. Speaking as a man? Yes, I know. It's different. Andrea, uh, I'd like to see you again. Would that be all right with you? I'd like that very much. I haven't felt like this about a girl in a long time. How was everything? Oh, everything's wonderful. Can I get you something else? Uh, another <laughs> bottle of wine? Yes. I have the feeling we may be here a long time. Another bottle of the Chablis. I'm boring you. Hardly. This is the best time I've had in a very long time. Can we do it again? I'd love to. And again? <laughs> Hello? I couldn't wait. Mother? Tell me everything. Something. It's midnight. I'm glad to see you're home. I'm glad to see you're home. I hope it's not home early. I hope you had a good time. Can't I call you in the morning? Yes, I'll take you over to the country club for lunch. Take the morning train and I will pick you up at the station. But did you have a nice time, darling? It was lovely. Do you think there's potential? Do you think you're the kind of girl he'd want to marry? The kind of girl? Oh, don't take it so personally. You're the one who's branded yourself a career girl. Well, if you must know, he likes career girls. Victoria McGinnis asked if he was related to the Morris family in Maryland, the tobacco family. As a matter of fact, he is. One of four heirs. Oh, hold on. Let me take a drink of my warm milk before I faint. <laughs> one date, Mother. I've had one date. But he likes you. Yes, I, I think he does. I'm very proud of you, darling. Finally, Richard became so furious with everything I did that I snapped out of my infatuation for a moment or two. He seemed to be taking the game too far. Everywhere I went, I earned the respect of a Katie Gibbs girl, but not with him. That day, that fateful day when I went into his office, well, read for yourself. Mr. Hayes' office, how may I help you? Andrea, it's Marilyn over at Kennedy Parker Construction. Hello, Marilyn. Would you like me to connect Mr. Parker to Mr. Hayes? No, dear. Mr. Parker was expecting a package from Roth, Hayes, and Johnson. He spoke with Mr. Hayes last week at the conference. He was expecting it a few days ago, and he was growing frustrated. I know the package. 
It was the final print mock-up for life. I'm sure it went out in last week's mail. To be honest with you, Andrea, Mr. Parker is very upset. It seemed he was on the fence over the deal in the first place. It's Mr. Roth he doesn't like, feels he's greedy. Oh, I see. Mr. Hayes smoothed things over. Now this. Well, this can be corrected right away. I'll have to talk with Mr. Hayes and the art team, but I can have that over to you by the end of the day. Please tell Mr. Parker I'm very sorry. I'll take responsibility. That won't be necessary for you to put yourself in the line of fire. Just get it here as soon as possible and I'll keep him distracted. All right. I'll call you as soon as I know anything, Marilyn. Richard, I'm sorry. It's important. What is it? May I come in? I'm trying to concentrate. What's so important? Well, come in then and close the door. I spoke with Marilyn over at Kennedy Parker Construction. I know they're an important client. What's the problem? Somehow the package, the photographs and the mock-up for life, didn't get to him. They what? I sent it by both mail and courier. I knew it was very important and I made every... Very important is an understatement. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how this happened. Assemble the art team. Call your boyfriend and have him get up here now. Richard, I can get everything together and then prepare the package for you to approve You've to got to be joking. Why should I trust you with this now? You stick to the phone until I tell you otherwise. That's it. Don't you dare walk out of this office. If I'm doing such a poor job, should I resign, Richard? I feel so confused. Should I just walk I, out the... I need a good secretary. Your mind is in the clouds, daydreaming about Stephen. Playing the sorority girl. I'm sure but, that... No buts. This isn't a social club. You treat me as if I'm a child. Why do you keep me here if you don't like me or my work? If I'm as incompetent as you say... Have you finished, Andrea? Andrea, look at me a moment. Yes. I'm sorry if I've hurt your feelings. Or if something I've said has led you to believe I think you're incompetent. It's just been so long since you've given me any encouragement or compliments on my work. Andrea, I do notice you. I like that blouse on you very much. You look very pretty, just as you are right now. Oh, well, I... It's very pretty on you. Lovely, in fact. Thank you. What sort of fabric is it? It's silk. You have very good place. You have very good taste in clothes. I notice. Would you mind removing your cardigan? My sweater? Yes, so I can see the blouse in its entirety. Why? Okay. I like it very much. You see, I do notice you, Andrea. You know that, don't you? I don't have to tell you I notice these things. You know when I like something, don't you? I don't know. And I think about you. I have something for you, to say thank you. And Andrea, I, I do recognize your work on Smith products and other campaigns. You do? That means so much to me because I, I spend a lot of time on it. I think of ideas even when I'm at home or on the train. Andrea, come over here. I have a gift for you. A scarf. Very nice, thank you. It matches my blouse perfectly. A perfect compliment. But, but I, I, I... What's just... the matter? Don't you like it? I'm afraid I'll say the wrong thing. I just... 
I don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing anymore. I don't want you angry with me. I... Do you mind if I help you with it? No, of course not. It suits you, Andrea. It looks lovely with that blouse. I notice these things. I want to make that clear to you. Even when I'm busy, I notice you more than anything else. Even when I'm short with you. You do? Oh, Richard. Have I imagined it? These feelings. I want you too. Ladies, in real life, a girl has to work at living happily ever after. Stay slim and fit. When your hair is radiating alive, then you are radiating alive. Think about this, Andrea. You're not as naive as you play it. Why? I know girls like you. Listen up, dear girl. How about this riddle? How can one girl be two? What sort of man would or would want to hold one woman prisoner at home, nothing but a nightdress, threat of a life worse than, well, you know. Do you believe there are two kinds of girls, one like you and one like me? That concludes this episode of The Diarist. Stay tuned next week when Andrea chooses love, but at what cost? <laughs> the Diarist was written by Donna Barrow-Green. Andrea was played by Beth Ricketson. Richard by Ryan Bowen. Additional voices provided by Darlene Sorensen, Nikki Flynn, Pearson Rintz, Eric Schneewind, and Shelley Bryant. The Diarist, ladies and gentlemen. You can hear all their episodes at thediaristpodcast.com. Thanks again to each and every one of you for listening, to our live audience, to our engineers, to KBU 90.7 FM, the Willamette Radio Workshop, the Exoplanetary Podcast, the Diarist Podcast. This has been PDX Radio Theater Live. Good night.
Okay. So, um, um gonna hey, take it home. They did it. They did it. You were right.